Welcome back, Xers, to another episode of It Only Hurts When I Talk, the podcast for Gen X aging disgracefully. Today we talk about habits, the good ones, the bad ones, how we should ourselves to death over what we should and shouldn't be doing. As always, like us on your favorite social media platform. It really helps us out. But enough of this chit-chat. Well, just like every week at this time, we are back like a bad habit. Bad habits. It's the only habits I have. Yep. Yep. If, if, if it weren't for bad habits, I'd have no habits at all. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into it, I, I have a story, and I think you and everyone listening who knows me even slightly is just going to roll their eyes at me. <sighs> We've established that I'm not good with, with automobiles, mm-hmm. that I don't believe in spending money on cars, and that I don't know how they work. Right. And then I go on to say that I like changed the battery and did this and did that. So I bought a, I bought a car last week. Congratulations! Buy a car. Does it have one of those useless backup cameras that you hate so much? It, it does, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm already getting very used to it. Yeah, yeah. What I really love is the adaptive cruise control. Oh my yeah. god, that's <laughs> awesome! Yeah, that is really cool. But the other thing I did this week was since now we are a three car family, and you know we had our first day of my daughter like okay, got to go to school, goes outside and goes. Oh, there's ice all over my windshield. <laughs> so I bought and installed myself a remote start in my uh, in the car that uh, I have a hard time saying my daughter's car in the in the the extra car, the third car. So I went ahead and installed a remote start all by myself. Wow, super easy, that, well worth it. That does not bode well for your daughter. Be oh, stranded I think somewhere, car caught fire. No, 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 no. no. You don't. You why you don't like these things? <laughs> no, I like them plenty. <laughs> you just don't trust my abilities. <clears throat> this is this is all coming from you, who you know proclaim he should not be allowed to to tinker underneath said hood. Installs I, a remote start. Yeah, I th- I think after doing that, I need to just just shut my yap on things about that. Mm-hmm. I, I think I have um, yeah, yeah, unreliable mm-hmm. narrator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The whole time I was doing it, I'm like, this is, my my audience is going to really know. <laughs> There's, all six of them already know, so oh, Yeah, okay. that's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, my, my sister got on my case about listening to one of the episodes when I was talking about cars, and she's like, didn't you just change your own battery, and, and I changed the headlight? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, but these are easy things. <laughs> As compared to what, a timing belt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, and maybe, and maybe a timing belt's that easy too. People don't do that themselves anymore. Not unless you have a, a seventy-eight Buick. You're, you're not changing your own timing belt anymore. You have to tear the whole damn engine apart to get to it. Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess I know more about it than I think I do. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it is a it is a good foil though. So we'll, yes. we'll just we'll just stick with the trope. We'll just keep doing it. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fair. Nice because we're because we're in we're in a habit to do so. Ah. We are in a habit to do so. So I, I take it that we're talking about habits today. We're talking about habits. Uh-huh. Habits and making habits and breaking habits and bad habits and good habits. And uh, I, There's a great book that I read, I think, last year, but it's been out for a long time, called The Power of Habit by, by Charles Duhigg. Um, outstanding book on just what habits are and, you know, the adage that it takes, it takes kind of 30 days of repetition to, for something to become a habit. I'm out. You're out. Yeah. 
<laughs> I this will be interesting from the ADHD perspective because mm-hmm. this, the we don't do we don't do that habits just no no squirrel yeah. it's mm-hmm. just no but go for <laughs> it this will be an interesting conversation yeah yeah <laughs> you're you're just see, see but you have habits you just don't and and you know we've talked about we've talked about coffee before about the you know if coffee is a is a physical need versus just a psychological habit it's a lifestyle choice and a lifestyle you you would call see what you call a lifestyle choice i call a habit mm. i do not believe at this point in my life i get anything out of the caffeine or any of that it is just my it is a comfort thing and it's a habit thing my when i start working for the day if i don't get my cup of coffee it's it just i don't i feel off yeah I oh, I, I preach into the choir on that one. I get it. Yeah, but, but, you, but you you make a whole pot and put a straw in it, so it's well, a little different. I, but when you say habit, I don't think of, like, drinking coffee as a habit. I think of habit is, because of the way my brain works, the idea of habits are all, have negative connotations associated with it. Because I've tried so many times in the past to change, like, deliberately change my patterns and adopt quote new habits mm-hmm. and it just for the life of me it just doesn't stick and i wondered why for years well i come to find that's a pretty common trait of adhd and and then there's all sorts of stuff like oh how do you get around that right how do you you know what, what techniques and methods can you use to build new habits as someone with you know adult adhd and I'm like it's like a contradiction in terms mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would love for people to tell me how they do that like around exercise right people are like oh you just got yeah. you know it's like yeah 30 days and once once you're done for 30 days you will it'll it'll just be a way of life nope not for me i'd be i'd be crossing those freaking days off the calendar i'd be like 30 <laughs> days are up i can quit now right because it didn't stick yeah Ex- exercise is a biggie and it's that and for me music you know playing on a daily basis or and i will get in i will get into a rhythm that won't make its way all the way to a habit. <laughs> you know, three, four days in a row, I'm like, I'm in a rhythm, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, and then I get like two days off, and it's like, shit, I got to start all over mm-hmm. again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I just, I've decided that after 30 or 40 years of beating myself over that bullshit, I'm like, this is who I am. So, like, if I'm going to go on a tear, as I call it, hyper focus on something for a while, then I'm going to do that. But it's not like, okay, if I'm not hyper-focusing at the moment, that doesn't mean that I'm not ever going to pick it up again and that this, quote, habit didn't stick. It's just I don't – I am not one that's wired to do necessarily what I would consider the same thing every day as a habit. Hmm. I just – I'm not. So let me present it to you from a different perspective. Okay. Because when you say you're not wired that way – and you use exercise as the example, you're looking at it as, you know, something you know you should be doing, something you're grudgingly trying to put into your daily routine. It's punitive. <laughs> yes, it's punitive, exactly. So so let me let me sh- share one of the examples from the from the book because it, it's one that always comes back to me because of how interesting it was. And, of course, it was corporate America creating a habit. Mm-hmm. So uh, F- Febreze. We all know what Febreze, Febreze is. Mm-hmm. It's really the only product, or maybe the first product of its kind, where it's a it's a fabric freshener. It's you know we always had air fresheners, but this is a little bit of a different thing. They first put it out there. They did all they marketed it to 
smokers, to pet owners, because their houses smell. And they thought that was the right way to go. And people just weren't using it. What they didn't realize is that those people don't realize their houses smell. Or care. Or, or care. The way they started changing the way they marketed Febreze and what made it take off is they would show it as part of a process when you are dusting and wiping down, you know, you know, vacuuming and doing all these things. It's part of that entire process. It's like the cherry on top when you kind of spray all your furniture and, and your chairs and whatnot with Febreze when you're done. The, instead of being something to solve a problem, they just inserted it into a process, into a habit. And their rationale was, this is something you never knew you always needed. <laughs> you, do you know the first thing that jumps to my mind when you tell that story? What? People are stupid. Well, and yes, and yes, they are. They are. Wow. We've, we've, that, that might as well be the subtitle of this podcast. Yeah, it could, it could um, be, yeah. You know, but that was the way they approached it was that we need to ingrain it in as a habit. And the whole thing with the smokers and the, and the pet owners, one, they didn't know they had a problem. Well, I guess that's one, two, and three. They didn't know they had a problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the idea here was that you've been doing all these other things to keep your house clean for people who already keep their house clean, but there's a step you've been missing and you never knew it. If your house is clean, why do you need perfumey air to cover up bad smells? Because your house isn't as clean as you thought it was. Or and is that what, already... that's, what, that's what they want you to think, so that you're like, oh, I've got to use this stuff. God, people are dumb. It worked. Oh, uh, go to point A. People are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> My... My point, <laughs> my point in all this, and notice I did not disagree with that statement, uh, is that instead of looking at, at habit formation as a punitive thing, you know, what about habit formation as, you know, something that is actually a positive? And we don't, we don't enable those habits because we are too busy or we are too tired. Or da, 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 da. But like, I... And yes, we all know exercising every day would be positive, but there's a punitive path to get there. Yeah, exactly. Which we all know. I would argue that that for me, music, like I, I would love to spend more time with my music. I just, there's always something else I need to be doing. And yet, I know I could fit it in if I really tried. Mm -hmm. Look, well, when you need to take a new medicine that you have to fit in every morning, and granted, it's, it's five seconds to pop a pill, you need to create a habit. Or you need to get into the habit of doing it. But I don't see that as habit. I see, I see that as just, I mean, that's something that I have to do, right? A habit to me is something that I make part of my daily routine that I have chosen to do, right? Like, let's say, for instance, the one that popped to mind was seatbelts in cars, mm -hmm. because there's nothing stopping you from not wearing your seatbelt. There isn't. A generation ago... And I think we talked about this in a couple episodes ago about how my dad used to say these things kill more people than they save back in the day. There was a massive campaign around, you know, wear your seatbelt, seatbelt saves lives, blah, 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 blah. And it wasn't until people started getting cited for seatbelt violations that they changed their the way that they perform, right? They right. added a new habit, which is get in the car, put on your seatbelt, get in your car, put on your seatbelt. To the point when, where now if you go to get in a car, and I've, this has happened to me in a lot of places where I've traveled to um let's just say less desirable places where you get in the car and there is no freaking seatbelt, <laughs> <laughs> and this moment of panic goes through you because it's like my routine is all messed up now it's like if you wear a watch every day and you forget to put it on one day mm -hmm. you, you feel naked right 
And so that's when I think of forming habits. That's what I think of. Um, now, okay, the medicine thing, that's still not a habit for me because I will, <laughs> which is why I take the medicine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I will. If something happens in a, a daily routine for me that breaks a cycle, everything goes to hell. So, for instance, like I take my meds when I get up in the morning. In, unless my mind's already racing on something that I've got to get ready or prepare to do, like record this podcast. And then I forget to take my meds. Mm-hmm. And then when the podcast recording is done, I get up and I go do other things because it pulls my attention and, I've, and I don't take my meds. That's bad. But it hasn't, it, it's not the same sort of ingrained physical non-thought process response as getting in a car and putting on a seatbelt. Okay. So that's when you say habits, that's what I think of. Where would you put something like putting dishes in the dishwasher versus on the counter? Well, that's just straight up lazy. Put them in the well, damn dishwasher. Well, yeah, but I live in a house where that doesn't happen. Why? I don't know. It drives me insane. I scream sometimes. Beatings will continue until morale improves. Yes, yes. <laughs> but to me, that's a... And I'm looking at the definition of habit from the Oxford Dictionary. So, habit. A long, loose garment worn by a member of a religious... or Wait, okay, wrong definition. No, wrong. Um, a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. Um, and their example, which is very disconcerting to me, is we stayed together out of habit. There wasn't a better example to use. Right, like cracking your knuckles or picking yeah, your nose or yeah, something. Yeah, they, they made it about marital issues. I, 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 but then, you know, practice, custom, pattern, routine, convention. Mm-hmm. Um to, to me, to me, dishes in the dishwasher is one of those things. Like my kids will just put them on the counter or in the, you know, if if I'm lucky, in the sink. Yeah. And I will look at them and go, the light's off, which means the dishwasher's empty or at least dirty. You could open it and see if there's room for that. And they look at me like I've just asked them to give up a, a lung, you know? Yeah, yeah. In that light, that probably says a lot about me and how I view the things that I, quote, have to do. My life always seems like a list of things I have to do. Mm-hmm. And they all seem punitive. Well, not all, but for the most part, right? And it's just like, so that's my perspective on it. And so I'm just like a little bit counterculture on, like, I'm not going to do that. Fuck you people. <laughs> but but I've got, like, my very good friends. She has to exercise every day. And if she doesn't exercise every day, it's it's off. Things are things are wrong for yep. her. She's driven to do it. She's been doing it for decades, and it is part of who she is. But is that a habit? See, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about this wrong. I I feel like you are. Um, <laughs> I I do think that's a habit. I I also would make the argument that with exercise, and and a lot of people do feel that way. They feel a physical manifestation of loss when they don't exercise. I think there's a chemical aspect of that, no different than not taking your meds. Yeah. You know, exercise is, is one of those concrete examples of it. And it's also what makes it, so, it's got such a high barrier to entry, that barrier being the lazy factor. For those of us who don't exercise, I mean, I know on the days that I get up early and hop on the treadmill for half an hour and I do some weights, like I know I feel so much better those days. And the days I don't do it, I, I like feel like I'm, I'm winning by staying in bed a little longer. And then the rest of the day, I'm like, God damn it. I just, I just feel, I don't know if I feel guilty or if I feel physically bad about it. I, I couldn't really tell you, but I, I know it's something I should do. And I would mm-hmm. like to be in the habit where I don't even think about it when I get up in the morning. But I do. I talk myself out of it. Right. Because it's something that you think that you should be doing, but that you, I think, 
viscerally do not want to do. Mm-hmm. Compared to my friend, who that's something that she actually wants to do. That's what she looks forward to doing. Yes. In that regard, you know, let's take this example. Me viewing her daily process and her personal desire and drive to complete that process looks like a, quote, good habit to me. Mm-hmm. Because in my perspective, I, I am so opposite of that mentality that it it would require an extreme outlay of energy for me to even approach that kind of commitment. For her, she's not doing this out of a sense of commitment. She's doing it because she wants to do it. So is that a habit? I, I think it is. I don't know. I don't it know. Is- and maybe it's just uh, probably it's, just all, it's all about me. It's it's all it, like- and the way that my goofy brain works. And I see it as like all those sorts of things where people are like, I should do this or you should do this or, or, uh, you know, Hey, change your diet and, you know, blah, 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 do it this way or start, start eating this way and form, form good habits. That is to say, if you're not doing that already, you're doing bad things. Um, yeah. I mean, I, we could really go down the rabbit hole on the, the, the difference between doing a bad thing and the lack of doing a good thing. I mean, not exercising is not the whole, you know, all it takes for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. That's not the same as I'm not exercising. <laughs> Those are on different scales. Believe me, I mean, I do exercise and I get, but what I've had to come to realize over decades is that what stops me from doing these things is a perception in my mind of what people who are, quote, doing good are doing well by themselves, how they approach it and how they do it. And I'm, I'm just like, no, the hell with that. I want to do what works for me. So, so you... It, because doing something is better than doing nothing. I view your exercise perspective here very similar to your organized religion perspective, mm-hmm. which is that routine organized exercise is not your thing. You'll go out and work in the yard for five hours. Sure. But you're not going to get on a treadmill. No. Yeah. No, that's, that's torture. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Where, where is that... For for me, that's much preferable. Like I, I looking out the back window, and God, please don't ask me to pick up a stick or rake a leaf. Um, <laughs> please don't. Please don't. I, so, I just yeah, think, that, I think of habits as like, and this again says everything about my my perspective on things. Probably when people say habits, I immediately think of either the bad habits that I have that I should stop doing, mm-hmm. or the good habits that I should pick up. So I should myself to death over this concept of habits. Okay. So let's, so let's go away from the good habits. Let's talk about bad habits then. Let's see if we can get somewhere with that. You don't have any of those? No. Um, You know, I, so I crack my knuckles. It's, I've done it for years. But why is that bad? There's nothing wrong with that. It's annoying to everyone around me. Oh, there's plenty more you do that's annoying to everyone around you besides crack your knuckles. Lord. (laughs) Stay on topic. (laughs) Stay on topic. I crack my knuckles all the time too. Mm Mm-hmm. But not like when I'm in the middle of a conversation with somebody. But you do? You just like some. You just. Yeah, yeah. Just oh that? god, no, don't edit that out. Ew. <laughs> um, see, I I don't even like the sound of other people doing it, hmm. but I do it. That's a habit. It's not a. It's not something that I that I have a physical need to do. It's just something I do, and I shouldn't do it. So why do I do it? I don't know. I don't know either. It's a it's a nervous thing. I mean, yes. it's, it's the same thing with, I was reading an article yesterday about learning to sit in discomfort with things without looking for deliberate distractions to take you out of the discomforting moment. Mm-hmm. And because that's what people do on Thanksgiving. 
Uh, and <laughs> really, the, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, this author was talking about next time, like you're watching TV or something like that, and and there's a situation comes up or a topic comes up, and you find yourself being drawn to pick up and look at your phone. Ask yourself why. What is happening in that moment that you're trying to actively distract yourself from? And I thought that was really interesting, so I practiced it last night. And like the 50 times I went to pick up my phone in two hours. And, and so what I found about that was we make habits out of like distracting ourselves from yeah. experiencing the discomfort of a moment and looking at it because it takes a whole lot of energy, in, introspective energy, to to really sit and stew in that and and it's okay if you're a little bit you know uncomfortable with it um and to really explore that internally instead we will pick up these quote habits that take us out of the moment like could be just as, as you know cracking your knuckles you may crack your knuckles in scenarios where you want active distraction you're 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 fine you're creating a safe i hate the safe space thing but you're creating a safe space for yourself yeah correct mm-hmm and I don't, I don't know if that's, if that's part of it. Like I bite my fingernails oh, like yeah. crazy. And I find I do that in mo- when I'm hyper-focused hmm. on something. And I don't know why. It's like I have this, this nervous, it's not nervous, but there's like this, this other energy that's there in my system that needs to be like burned off. But while I'm hyper-focusing, I will find that I will bite my fingernails or... I will, this is an ADHD thing too. It's like, I will like fidget, but I have to do it. Like when I'm in meetings, I have to do it. So nobody, nobody can tell. So usually what I do is I tap my toes under the table. My, my, my wife does that. She like, she, she crosses and uncrosses her legs, kind of moves her feet back and forth, but very rhythmically. Mm-hmm. If we're sitting around watching TV or something and she's bored or if she's tired, mm-hmm. she'll start to do this. And we're all looking at her going, all we can see out of the corner of our eyes are you moving your feet. What are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't do the fingernail thing. Yeah, nervous nervous habits. See, I, I nervous habits to me are a whole different thing than than habits. Well, than, but it's I don't see why though because you're you're being driven to do something that is routine mm-hmm. for a reason. So quote good habits. I hate that term. Uh, like let's say taking my meds at the same time every day. That is driven out of a necessity. The nervous habits are not, I shouldn't say they're not driven out of, out of necessity. They're, you're doing it for, for a reason. But the reason is, but, but why are you doing it? And do people really want to spend the mental and emotional effort to figure out why they're doing those things at that point in time if they want to stop doing those things? Because they may not want to stop. They may not care. Like cracking your knuckles. Right, right. There is that. If you don't really care about changing the habit, well, then, then what's the point? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I just. I can't get past the fact that whenever we say habit, it's things that James should be doing but isn't. <laughs> <laughs> but again, crack into my psyche. That's what you see. Yeah. Well. So how do you get yourself to do things that you know you should be doing but shouldn't? Or do you just not do them? That's the problem. <laughs> that's, if we knew the answer to that, that's, that's, that's what yeah. the atomoxetine is for. <laughs> <laughs> this goes to all sorts of brain chemistry things, but finding a way to do the things that I need to do, like putting my laundry away, which I absolutely mm-hmm. abhor doing. I hate it. I hate it. hate it. hate it. Really? I <laughs> hate it with a passion. Like I would, I, I will rake my laundry out of the dryer and just leave it lay on the, on the floor. The, 
it's amazing to me the things that that some people find like so abhorrent like that to me that's just a nothing mindless no, no? pull off my fingernails i hate putting my laundry away but what i have to do in order to get me to do it because i know it's a thing i have to do but i, I really just don't want to do it and i don't know why i hate it so much is i have to change the environment and the conditions in which i'm doing it mm-hmm. so it's like okay well go put on a podcast to distract you right because otherwise it's just like oh god i gotta put all this stuff away mess. so it's like okay well actively distract yourself while you're doing it because you know it's going to take you a hot two minutes to do this so how do you how do you overcome that inertia in order to execute it. And then I just changed the rules of the game to make it less awful. Yeah. You, you, you create an environment where you, that habit can become, or that, that activity can be something that you're willing to do. Well, so now it's like, okay, if I got to put my laundry away or I've got to do a, a long house cleaning task, I know that I've got to put on a podcast or an audiobook in order to actively distract that part of my brain every microsecond from going, oh, this is so boring. Why are we doing this? Go do something else. That's the way it works. <laughs> I, I'm still just trying to wrap my head around the fact that that is such an abhorrent activity to you. I, oh, oh, so awful. I, I don't understand it. It's like the worst thing ever. Worst, worst thing ever. See, see you. All right. So, so I, I just, I'm, I'm trying to come up with habit things that, that I can get you to think about in a different way. Um, I would what, love to think about your habits in a different way. What, what, <laughs> what about shutting off lights when you leave a room? We both have experience with this situation. Again, that's just a common sense smarts thing. Why, why turn a bunch of lights on and then leave the room? But we both live with people that do exactly that. I don't understand it. Turn I, off the damn lights. I, I, I don't get it either. I know you and I both, you know, walk around the house turning lights off. Yeah, that, that I don't get. I, I will say that people are like, why can't, like, for instance, emptying the dishwasher? So we have a rule. I guess it's a habit. It's, hey, this is a habit, Greg. It's a habit that's formed over 20-something years of marriage where there's someone who loads the dishwasher and someone who unloads the dishwasher. Oftentimes, I'm like, well, why does there need to be someone to load the dishwasher? Put your dirty dishes in the damn dishwasher. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, that's not a thing. So someone loads it and runs it, and the other person unloads it, puts it away. I hate putting away, much like the... Like the, the close laundry. thing, exactly. Hate it. But it's really not that bad. So it's like, all right, time yourself to see how long it takes you. Like a minute and a half to do this. And, but I will also, if it's like out of sight, out of mind, I won't realize it's like, so I was going to have a bowl of cereal, but there's no bowl, so I'll just eat out of this Tupperware. Well, why are there no bowls, dumbass? <laughs> why, where are all the bowls? They're in the dishwasher. Why are they in the dishwasher? Because they haven't been put away. Well, why not? Because you're supposed to put them away, idiot. <laughs> That's how that conversation goes. I'm going to say something that's going to really make you question my sanity right now. Yeah, okay. Go, uh, I, uh, I challenge you to, to, to actually do that. <laughs> I, I don't like putting the dishes away either, but I also really like doing it because when it's done, I can reload the dishwasher with what's sitting in the sink and the counter. And the feeling of satisfaction I get when the counter and the sink are clear, I can't. I cannot explain to you how, how much I feel I've accomplished something when that is done. Ah, so you can, you can tie into the, what do they call that, deferred satisfaction? Yes. So you can say, all right, I will put up with a little bit of this bullshit because I know this thing's going to be really good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So sort of, um, it's a little bit like enlightened self-interest. 
So the thing that you're most interested in doing is having the satisfaction of cleaning that mess up. But in order to do that, you got to go through this bullshit of putting all this stuff away. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I, I get a charge out of knowing that I've, that I've, I look in the kitchen. I'm like, ah, oh, look how nice that looks for the next oh, 10 I know. minutes. I know. I know. I love that feeling. Why can't it stay? <laughs> Why can't it stay? Well, we've moved our in-laws into their apartment here in Wisconsin. Uh, we were over there getting it prepped for them. And the, the week before they moved in, the only thing that was in there was a lamp and a chair in the whole apartment. And I just look at my wife and I said, I'm going to live here. <laughs> With a lamp and a chair. Lamp and a chair. That's all I need. There was a fireplace there too, like a gas one. I'm like, I don't need anything else in here. Nope. Nothing else. I, like, we're just going to spend, let's just spend 1800 bucks a month just for, so I can have a, a uncluttered space to go to. <laughs> You, all you, all you need to complete it is just one one container of Febreze. Oh uh, yeah, yep, exactly. Because you know habits. No, don't edit that out, you. <laughs> <laughs>